0: This change really means that we are focusing on integrated services, and this has optimized the student experience and the strengthening of our systems and people resources, providing a more streamlined and targeted experience as students focus on the business of being a student.
1: Welcome to FOCUS, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. Today, I'm joined by Michelle Zygman and Vicki Breitinger from California College of the Arts to discuss some big initiatives they are undertaking to redefine their student experience. Hello, Michelle and Vicki, I'm so excited to have you both with me today.
2: Thank you, we really appreciate being here.
1: It is great to be here and thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, so we're here to talk about some recent initiatives that happened at California College of the Arts. But before we get into those specifics, can you give us an overview of CCA? How about
0: you, Biggie? We are a nonprofit art and design college located in San Francisco. We currently have 34 degree programs being fine arts, design, architecture, humanities and sciences with approximately two thirds undergraduate population and one third graduate. Pre-pandemic, we typically had 2,000 undergrad and grad students enrolled, but we have seen an enrollment loss during the pandemic, but we currently have just over 1,500 students enrolled this fall and are working on increasing our enrollment back to the pre-pandemic levels.
1: That's great. And so what's your background, Vicki?
0: I have been in higher ed administration for 25 years and have worn many hats at CCA. Yeah. My focus being on student finance, enrollment, and student services. Currently, I'm the director of student accounts, and as the director, I manage all aspects of student accounts. I oversee accounts receivable practices with the incredible support of Michelle's team. I also oversee our student finance systems. I also oversee student financial service processes and policy, maintaining alignment to student success initiatives and enrollment management goals.
1: That's wonderful what a great partnership. So Michelle, how about you?
2: Hi, I've been at CCA for over eight years and I've been working in higher ed IT for about 20 years. Uh, I came in at CCA to lead our project management office and I came in at the beginning of our journey to move all of our enterprise systems to the cloud. And so played a key role in shaping that strategy and, and had the pleasure of project managing all of those implementations. So currently I'm the Associate uh, Vice President for Technology Services. And with that, I oversee our enterprise systems, our network, cybersecurity, staff computing, um, uh, application development, our help desk, and data governance. And it's really working with partners like Vicki and her team and other teams across the college to make sure that all of our, the the entire college actually has all of the tools and solutions that they need to be successful in recruiting and graduating amazing students.
1: Well, thank you so much. I always think it's really helpful when you know listening to a podcast to just know a little bit more about the our guest, and I think we'll see how well you two work really together. So that's wonderful. Now, Michelle, I know you presented at our user conference, ComTech, in the past and talked about this digital transformation that you've done there at CCA and really you know, implementing all the new software systems, TouchNet being one of those, of course. So let's just kind of step back and say, how is that transformation going now?
2: This all started when we moved to Google uh, for our email and productivity tools many years ago, but it really kicked into high gear about eight years ago when we started implementing Workday. It took about five years to really implement everything to replace our on-premise ERP and move all those functions to be fully in the cloud. And so Workday was you know one of the core systems where we had to have a, a, a number of other platforms network together to be able mm-hmm. to really provide a full solution to meet the campus needs. And Pasha had one card were two of those that were really important to be part of that comprehensive solution. And so we're really focused on putting together an ecosystem of solutions that were really secure, reliable, robust, worked well together in terms of the data exchange and also the user experience. And we also really looked for partners who were continually innovating the products to offer those more robust features, and especially in response to the needs of the customers as those needs changed over time. So with the combination of platforms we had put together, we're in a really, really great position now. And we were in, going into the, the pandemic years.
1: and yeah.
2: we, we had a really great foundation set up so that we could really respond to the changing needs of our, of our partners on campus um, as we navigated our way through the pandemic and all the changes that that brought for us.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You'd almost think that uh, you kind of had a premonition because you had this perfect timing <laughs> that when you had to go remote, that you actually had that background ready to in, to go. Again, it's been a couple years since all that happened. And again, last time, you know, we talked, it sounded like that you're really just getting started on some further initiatives to really rethink how everything's being done there at CCA. So, Michelle, can you give us a little, you know, insight on that?
2: Sure, sure, it was really interesting. So as the pandemic was starting to get under control and we were beginning to come back to campus and have classes on campus, we had a challenge and we had opportunity. Mm -hmm. Our staff, interesting, were really divided about coming back to campus. So during the pandemic, many departments had really completely re-engineered the way they delivered services, and the way they worked and the ways they collaborated with each other. And while it wasn't perfect, there was a lot of good models out there for how to do things differently and better. In many ways. So, and and a lot of staff didn't want to come back to campus. They felt they could do their jobs really well, if not better, working remotely. The pandemic was still raging at the beginning of this this period. So, there was a legitimate concern about coming for many people about coming back to campus. Compounding this, this issue, we had some space challenges on our campus as a result of construction delays due to the pandemic. So, we had to figure out how to minimize our staff footprint on the campus to prioritize. Prioritize having space for classrooms and students to to and faculty to to be on campus and hold classes on campus, but we still be able to deliver high quality instruction. So to look at this problem and opportunities and figure out how do we move forward, we began the service redesign initiative. So this was an interdisciplinary group of of staff that were tasked with researching this this dilemma, and we ended up coming up with a set of findings and recommendations. It started with a really inclusive engagement with staff. We had interviews, surveys, focus group discussions over Zoom. And we were really looking to identify the ways that people were delivering services remotely that are working really well and what wasn't working so well that we needed to think about doing differently. And we wanted to find out about working remotely. What did people like about it? What didn't they like about it? And how were people connecting with each other and feeling connected to campus and the rest of the community? So we wanted to think about all this in a post-pandemic world, how can we radically re-envision how we deliver services that maximize our staff, our space, and allowed us to be more effective in meeting our students and faculty's needs.
1: Wow, that sounds like a lot that you are putting in and, and kudos to you for, you know, really being able to crowd for everybody and bring that together. So can you talk a little bit about some of those ways that you really looked at re-engineering your services?
2: Sure. And based on the findings and the the recommendations that we came up with, we ended up with four separate initiatives that uh, took this work further. So the first of those is defining staff work modes. So this was mostly an HR function, working with senior leadership and looking at our positions, our staff positions, and kind of making a determination, is this position best served by being on campus full-time, by working hybrid in a hybrid capacity, or working mostly remote? And so we're going through each of the positions and defining the work mode for each staff. That was each position. That's was the first step. Yeah. Uh, the second initiative is we called it the business of being a student, which focused on student services and how we deliver those services in a way that best met the needs of the service of the students. And Vicki's going to talk more about that later. Great. The third initiative was looking at our on-campus workspaces. So this was greatly informed, as you can imagine, by the staff work modes, how many people were going to be hybrid versus on, fully on campus versus fully remote, and how the student services were going to be delivered, and we took a look at the space that we had and how can we optimize that to best work for delivering services and meet the needs of the staff and the students uh, who, and the faculty who were on campus, um, keeping in mind that a smaller footprint would help the rest of the campus be able to deliver instruction as best as we could. So we ended up with primarily a hot desk model with a lot of you know smaller collaboration spaces and, and different ways of looking at that and sharing and, and that and very very few private dedicated offices at this point. And that's something we continue to learn on. We are we're reevaluating every semester and improving upon the way it's structured. So and then the fourth area that we focused on, the fourth initiative was really focused on staff well-being. We we found that a lot of staff who were full-time remote during the pandemic. Uh, struggled with staying connected to the campus and connected to their peers, and people became very much more siloed in their teams. And so how can we make sure that everyone is feeling valued and connected and able to, you know, collaborate and feel that sense? So the same sense of community, whether you are working on campus or remote. So those are the four initiatives that we have uh, started moving forward with.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that you can probably even take that package and and sell that to the world because we're all facing that struggle. <laughs> right. There, yeah, and so really interesting. And and uh, being the business of being a student, uh, Vicki, I'm assuming this is your uh, expertise. So, can you tell us, you know, a little bit more about that initiative and the work that's being done to really redesign student services? Absolutely, and building on the four key areas that Michelle has
0: mentioned above. Um. This change really means that we are focusing on integrated services. We focus on stronger collaborations between divisions when perhaps historically we've worked in a more siloed way. We focus on interdependencies of each role within the divisions and the systems around the student services that those roles deliver. And this has optimized the student experience and the strengthening of our systems and people resources, providing a more streamlined and targeted experience as students focus on the business of being a student. And there is lots of business that the students need to conduct. So we really um, went broad on this and this business pertains to billing, securing financial aid, access and registration, course and program advising, and securing of residential housing and community living support. So it really does encompass all business that the students need to conduct for their success and their um, uh, overall experience at the institution. And again, keeping to the service redesign and the four um, areas of that that Michelle mentioned, We really um, discovered that we needed to deliver shared student services in a hybrid model, meaning we provide Mm -hmm. shared in-person services on campus as well as shared services virtually. Having built so much of this in the pandemic, it was just critical that we provided this hybrid model to meet every and all student need. And we moved to a model to provide these services with a one-stop in-person experience, as well as a one-stop experience virtually. So we have our primary offices and divisions in one space on our San Francisco campus, as well as um, availability for any student appointment of all staff virtually. So we seek to make sure that the students' needs are are met in a very timely, but very collaborative um, engagement. We we really found that the students are seeking that very brisk engagement. Um, They're off in their classes. They they have really um, responded well to um, having this shared support and the shared engagement in particular, virtually. Um, Perhaps it's beneficial for them to just get on a virtual appointment with our offices in the shared mode rather than walking across campus when they might wanna be in the studio or um, to have payment questions answered in one stop between student accounts and financial aid. So it has really served students well. And what we've tried to do, and we really think is, Critical to those services is to take a holistic approach and an educational approach to the advising on how to complete their business. We want to express to the student, obviously, what they need to do, but why they need to do it, how they need to do it, who they need to access. And that means that the student really understands the impact of their business. And that they can then navigate with a much broader and more integrated knowledge of, of what it means to be a business to, to meet their business needs at the institution. We are also reevaluating communication strategies amongst our divisions, um, as well as our systems and processes. And we take very seriously and have really, with this model, developed a more robust staffed training. Um, in a cross-training context. We really seek to support the students and staff with education on our process and policies. And it's really important that when we are engaging with the students, um, that the staff really understand that we are in such a strong collaborative mode and that they are part of the the, um, bigger goal of delivering excellent and timely and Um, concise information to students. And I think that this not only serves just the students, but I think our staff naturally wanna know and learn the different areas of work that is to be done at the institution. And I think it really contributes to their growth opportunities and that they really feel that they are a part of the bigger strategies and initiatives and overall success of the students and the institution. So it's been a really positive change and um, we just continue to seek um, continued success.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And really, you know, meeting the students where they are and and staff and really expanding the concept of, I'll say, you know, back in the day or pre-COVID, one-stop shop was literally a physical location, but really transforming that into this virtual space that one-stop shop really means pulling everything together into one central location mm-hmm. to be able to serve that student, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, wow, that is sure a lot to undertake. And so I'm so glad that we're talking about this. And, and, and it really, I think listening to both you and Michelle, it shows that it's so much more than just implementing new software, a new system. It's It's really all those interdependencies between People and technology, and and bringing that all together to have that better student experience, and so I'm sure there's a lot that goes into actually governing those overlaps and ensuring that you know we really have uh, conductive processes. So Michelle, can you explain a little bit on how you bring that together from a governing standpoint?
2: Sure. Well, I, and my perspective is primarily on the the systems, but also on how do we support those offices and their processes, and and Vicky and Vicky's. The whole student services team has done such a great job of working in, on how their processes intersect from systems, from how the system, systems perspective and how the systems work and how the staff use them. You know, there's, of course, a lot of interdependencies and this is by design, it really helps everything to be more cohesive with a streamlined user experience and a data flow. But what one team needs or does in a system impacts another team and that's not always obvious to those teams. So. Um, my team, we try try to you know, we're, we're in this unique position where we kind of have this bird's eye view of all these interdependencies. and so we we really focus on trying to make sure things run smoothly. So we meet regularly with all the administrative departments and we really try to understand what their business needs are, what their business processes are. not just focus on the technology, but what is it you need to accomplish and how can we help you do that? But then also in that position, we can negotiate a lot of those intersections between the processes and the systems, and make sure everyone has what they need, and that our operations are as optimized as they can be. Looking for places, you know, opportunities for, you know, streamlining and and working together more effectively. And I think one card is a really good example of this. It's it's that one system. It's one system, but every department that uses it has like just one a unique aspect of it. And right. Always aware of the other side of that. So our public safety department, uh, really they're focused on issuing those ID cards and making sure people have access to use that to the inner buildings and, and rooms, but they don't realize that there's a whole other side to it for for meal purchases. So a student, if they mm-hmm. misconfigure something on the ID card side, the student can't buy a meal, right? So making sure that we understand all, all those interdependencies and how we can make sure that uh, people can focus on what they need to do and get that done really effectively, but then other uh, departments who are impacted by those processes have what they need as well, and that it all works together for the, from the student's perspective. Who doesn't need to know what department to go to get their problem solved, right?
1: <laughs> right. They just want it to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, too, that, you know, really having all those systems in place is and in, in thinking about all those interdependencies and, and making sure everybody's aware of what's going on probably really helped um, in that service redesign initiative. And so, you know, are there certain tools that you think have been most instrumental in delivering on that?
2: Yeah, really all of them. I mean, we just have, yeah, we just really have this awesome toolkit right now and just to get things done. So we don't have to go, A new problems arise all the time and we don't have to go back to the drawing board to go find another piece of software to solve that problem. We've got this just really powerful set of tools between you know, Google and TouchNet and Workday and OneCard that we can, you know, use that to solve these problems as they come up. And so we we haven't found much that we can't solve with the tool set that we have. So we're in a really, really good position.
1: That is wonderful. And and, and I in hearing you, it's definitely what we talk about all the time is having a single platform really helps you to you know, streamline and, and have that transformation that you're looking for. And so, of course, we're big proponents always of integration and building those unified systems and processes. So not that you haven't done enough in the last couple of years, but thinking about, like, what's next? Uh, what's on your wish list? And I'll start with you, Vicki. Of
0: course. And uh, completely agreeing with Michelle that we really are in a good
1: position and we
0: have an incredible um, number of products in our in our toolkit. And I am working with each of these products more and more as is my team. And we are really discovering um, um, new opportunities all the time. And as you can imagine, the opportunities that, that we seek are often driven by uh, best practice on the student finance side or federal regulation, right. banking requirements, et cetera. So So we are constantly um, motivated and curious by um, what we are required to do and how we are required to operate institutionally around student finance. And so having these these products and having these tools really makes our job much easier. And again, we're always um, being motivated and are curious by meeting the requirements that we have to meet while providing the best services to the students. That is always our goal. And frankly, at the moment, um, I have a number of items on our wish list. i um, curious and excited about moving forward. And currently we are looking to embark on um, integrations um, for taking student um, international payments. And, and we are also putting on our roadmap new ways to explore issuing student refunds so with our toolkits um, I am confident that we will absolutely have uh, a a broader uh, set of opportunities in the near future and I'm really excited about it.
1: That's great and so with the with her wish list uh, Michelle I'm sure that again the back-end system side needs to figure out how to bring that together so what's on your wish list?
2: Yeah yeah, we're just continuing to expand on what we have and make, make the best use of it as we can. I mean, as a campus, I think we're really in rebuild mode, kind of re- trying to rebuild our development okay. up, back up after the um, uh, pandemic and we're Great. working on that. But we're also in expanding mode because we just unified full, this semester is our first semester where we're fully unified all of our programs on one campus in San Francisco. And so there's so many advantages and opportunities there. And it's it's a lot of work with, with all of the moves and construction and how do we do things better? And we're constantly asking ourselves that question. Um, from my perspective, from a systems perspective, um, there's a couple focuses. One is continue our path toward data-driven empowerment for all our operations and strategic decision-making. We have so much data available right now and really pretty powerful reporting tools. So we're just working on helping departments, how do they access and use this data and leverage it to really improve their business processes and strategic decisions. Um, and then I've also really been focused on cybersecurity this year. I think with all of our systems in the cloud now, we're, we're, we believe we're in a really strong position to protect our data and our business against cyber attacks. But there's some things we need to do and do maybe a little bit differently being an all cloud-based uh, uh, environment, and make right. sure that we have the best defense in place with the least disruption to our users. And that's, that's really an area of focus that we're working on this year.
1: Yeah, those are all really good pieces of technology to have on your wish list for sure. So, um, any advice or last thoughts that uh, you want to share with others who are kind of thinking about really taking on this transformation big like you did? Yes, I
0: would highly encourage um any institution to explore this new model of delivering student services. I have been really impressed and happy to be a part of this this new initiative at the institution, I have enjoyed working with my colleagues and my peers so much. And it's so wonderful to share information and learn and continue to learn from everyone around us. And this model really does drive that. You cannot do it without one another and you find yourself really um, in incredible situations of growth and, and opportunity and learning from your peers. And I think it is a wonderful way to build our teams. I think it's a wonderful way to retain employees. I think it is a challenging opportunity for them that really creates a learning moment. Um, And then ultimately to feel like you are really part of the bigger project and the, 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 the work that is being done for our students and the institution. I think it's very much worth it from an enrollment management student services, use of systems, staff development, and institutional resources perspective. And I would absolutely recommend that any institution, if possible, sit down and take a look and talk to your teams, talk to your peers, see what their ideas are, see what their goals are, see what their lessons are that they would love to bring to one another. And I think great things can come of it.
1: That's great. How about you, Michelle? Any any other words of wisdom?
2: Oh, sure. I mean, definitely what Vicky said, and even and and beyond that as well. It's just collaborating with your your within your networks. I mean, we've had the good fortune to form really good relationships with other schools who are going through similar evolutions, and this is like a new world. So having those other schools to bounce ideas off of and hear what they're doing and and share what you're doing has been a really important part of the process, I think. And we we also think a big you know, value add for us has been the partners that we selected previously, that we were partnered with our product partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, having a partner who wants to work with us in that way that really invites our input, listens to our needs, and then just really partners with us on innovation—that's been a really big part of our success. And it's it, part of it. It's been a part of our vendor selection process, and it's really paid off uh, during this time of change. And so. We, you know, with TouchNet and Workday and some of the other systems we use, we feel we have really good partners who are there to support us and who want to learn from us. And so, that seeking those kind of partnerships is as important as the product themselves. So, encourage to always consider that when when looking for uh, technologies or systems to support your campus.
1: I think that's great, I know our team has absolutely enjoyed working with the CCA team, and really feel like together we've made some magic happen. So, it's great. For sure. Well, thank you all so much. I mean, Michelle and Vicki, this has been such a great conversation, and it's really great to, to hear, to not only have the vision, but actually the execution of reimagining how you can deliver the best student experience. You've done a great job. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you so much for having
0: us. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I agree. It has really been a pleasure, and I really look forward to our partnership along the way.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.